Warning, the stories in this podcast often contain violent and disturbing events. Listener discretion is highly advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society. We're going to hear some otherworldly stories tonight. Thanks so much to Anonymous, User Sturrux, and User Spooky Mulder 44 for sharing their stories with us tonight. Also, I've had a lot of people requesting longer episodes. And I just wanted to mention that we have that as a perk to one of our tiers over at the online campfire at patreon.com slash nightmare society. We have bonus episodes and I tend to make those a little longer than the free episodes. Plus, it's just extra content to listen to and it lets us know you like what we're doing. Access to the whole library of the bonus episodes can be had for 5 bucks a month. I'm putting out my 16th or 17th bonus episode at the end of this week. So, now is a good time. Speaking of the online campfire, I wanted to welcome Eros and Melia, which I probably mispronounced, so I apologize for that ahead of time. Thanks so much for the support, guys. I appreciate it so much. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. This is something that happened to my mom when I was around seven. I was asleep in my bedroom and it was late at night. My mom was in her bedroom reading a book. She'd only been in there for about 10 minutes when she heard what sounded like footsteps walking out of my room. And when she glanced up from her book, she had seen a silhouette walking out. She assumed it was me going to the toilet across the corridor. It had been about 6 to 10 minutes and my mom was watching the corridor waiting for me to return. I hadn't returned yet, so my mom began to worry, thinking that I might have been ill. She got out of bed and went into the corridor and opened the bathroom door. The light was off and nobody was in there. She then went to my room and found me asleep in the exact same position I was in when she last saw me. She then quickly checked on my brothers and they were also asleep just as they were before. Who or what was that silhouette that exited my room that night? What did they want? My mom never told me about this until I was a few years older. It still freaks me out to this day. Some other things had happened before that, but these were things my brother saw when he was a child. Like, people say children have more open minds. They see things that others can't. My parents used to hear him having conversations at night. When they one day asked who he was talking to, he told them Sophie. This was our dog who had passed away. My parents explained this and my brother responded by telling them she sleeps at the bottom of his bed every night. 
Another incident that happened with my brother was he one day asked my mom, Who's that man with a pipe on the rocking chair? Smiling at my great nana, my mom didn't think anything of it until a few weeks later. They were going through old family photos, and my brother pointed at my great granddad and told her that that was the man he saw. My great granddad had died a few years before my brother was born, and nobody had told my brother about him as he was too young, but he was able to point him out on a photograph. I guess my great-granddad wanted to visit. The sad thing is my brother cannot remember any of this and now he doesn't believe in the paranormal. I believe he had a gift, but with age he has blocked it out. This happened way back in October of 2006. At the time, I was just a 19-year-old kid, always on the lookout for adventure. One Friday night after wrapping up my shift at McDonald's, I met up with some friends who suggested we check out this supposedly haunted location called White's Bridge. My one buddy Brandon said he had recently heard about it and began telling us the legends associated with the hundred-year-old wood-covered bridge. Never one to turn down a spooky experience, we all piled into my green Ford Taurus and headed out on our journey. Brandon gave directions, guiding me off the main road and within minutes we were on the dirt back roads, surrounded by woods and cornfields. Our only point of reference was a blinking cell tower off in the distance. We could tell we were getting further from the city as our cell phones began slowly losing service. As we rode deeper and deeper into what legitimately felt like the absolute middle of nowhere, Brandon repeated the legend associated with the bridge. Back in the early 1900s, a local farmer discovered that his beloved wife had been cheating on him. And in a fit of rage, he killed her and her lover after discovering them in the act. After committing the cold-blooded murder, the farmer left his home and wandered down the dirt roads in a daze. He eventually came upon White's Bridge, where the realization of what he had done finally began to sink in. And deciding he would rather die than face the consequences of his actions, he hoisted a rope up and over one of the bridge's rafters and hung himself. As far as I can tell now, the story is complete fiction, but we totally believed it at the time. After a long and bumpy ride, Brandon instructed me to turn right onto an off-road that I wouldn't have even noticed was there had he not pointed it out. I took the turn and there before us was White's Bridge. It looked like something straight out of a horror film. An old wood-covered bridge, aged by time, sitting alone above a river deep in the middle of nowhere. We parked the car on the side of the road and got out to explore. Immediately catching our eyes was a scarecrow lying abandoned at the entrance to the bridge. My friend Mike, who was known as somewhat of a risk-taker, and a stupid one at that, picked up the scarecrow and lit it on fire. 
The hay body burst up into a ball of flames and Mike waved it around proudly next to the old dry wood bridge. Realizing the risk, I told him to throw the damn thing in the river and put it out, which thankfully he did. After making sure there were not any rogue embers that could ignite the bridge, Brandon suggested we get back in the car and pull it onto the bridge. He explained that the legend was that if you parked your car in the middle of the bridge, put it in neutral and killed the engine, the spirit of the dead farmer would push the vehicle forward to get it off the bridge. Naturally, we had to try this. We piled in and did exactly as he said. We parked halfway across the rickety old bridge and killed the engine. We sat in the pitch black, saying nothing, waiting for something, anything to happen. The only sounds were the creaking of the bridge, the river flowing beneath us, and... footsteps. Suddenly the back driver's side door opens and a woman abruptly enters the back seat, cramming in next to my two friends back there. She looks to be in her late 20s, early 30s, long, straight black hair, slim, and wearing a plaid shirt and blue jeans. It's been a while, but this is essentially how I remember the conversation going. I saw your fire signal for me, she said. Uh, wait, what? I replied, totally freaked out and at a complete loss for words. I'm so glad you came. My boyfriend's car broke down that way and I need a ride back. My brain was doing its best to compute the situation. I'm sorry, but who are you? I asked. What are you doing out here? I told you. She responded curtly. My boyfriend's car broke down over there. Can you please just give me a ride so I don't have to walk all the way back? She was pointing ahead towards a narrow road that forked off to the right on the other side of the bridge. My friend Mike the Scarecrow Burner and Ever the Gentleman added, I mean, if you need a place to stay, you're more than welcome to come crash at my place. I got plenty to drink and... I interrupted him. No, lady, listen, I'm sorry, I, I don't know who you are. You just got in my car and this is all really weird. You could be an axe murderer for all I know, and I, 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 I'm sorry, you have to get out. She glared at me in the rearview mirror. If looks could kill, I would have been done for. But you signaled for me. She responded in an irritated tone. What does that even mean? We, we were not signaling for you. Get out. She let out an angry sigh and got out, walking back in the direction from which she came and disappearing into the night. I started the engine right up and looked at my friends. They all had looks of disbelief on their face. Without saying a word, I put the car in drive and slowly rolled forward and off the bridge. We needed to turn around and go back across the bridge to get back to where we had come from. And the only way to do that was to pull onto the side of the road that the woman said her boyfriend's car had broken down on and then reverse. As I pulled onto the side of the road, my headlights illuminated the three posted signs that I hadn't been able to see from the bridge. Don't trespass, private property, do not enter, do not enter, do not enter, do not enter, do not enter. Looking up the road, there was no sign of the woman. 
Wherever she went, it did not appear she went that way. I didn't want to stick around though, so I backed up and crossed the bridge again. And from there began the journey home. We didn't have much to say on the ride home. I think we were all equally stunned. Except for Mike, who was more concerned about figuring out where he could get some cannabis. I visited White's Bridge a couple of other times after that, but nothing of note happened in my subsequent visits. Sadly, some delinquents burned down the old White's Bridge some years ago. It was rebuilt, but from what I hear, it's just not the same as the original. I don't have any plans to go and check it out. So to the strange lady who entered my car out in the middle of nowhere at 2am, let's not meet. There are photos posted to our Instagram that the user shared uh, with their posts. So you can go check those out um, at Nightmare Society Radio on Instagram. And for those of you listening on the online campfire, it is in the following post. This encounter is one of my mom's. It's the reason why I never leave windows or blinds open at night anymore. So around 1985 or so, my mom and dad decided to buy a house from my aunt and uncle. My dad, who at the time was working in construction, decided that the house was going to be his fixer-upper project. He started building a whole other addition to the original property. Well, when my mom was pregnant with my sister, it had only been a year into them living there. My dad had already made a sturdy foundation and had completed some work. One night, my mom was by herself. At the time, my parents were going through some things in their relationship. My dad had the habit of leaving and going partying with buddies all night. This was one of those nights. My mom was probably about six months pregnant with me at the time. She had been at the house all day when it started to get dark out. She started to get into contact with my dad. No one knew where he was. My mom was pretty mad because she knew that he was probably out fooling around with his buddies. She decided she was going to hang out in bed for a while and wait for him. By this point, it was already 9 o'clock, and she decided to get comfy in bed and read a book. It was summer in Texas. It was probably June or July, so it gets fairly hot over here, at least 100 degree weather most days. Nights can get humid, and if you don't have air conditioning, you do what you have to do to cool off. My mom had a fan pointed at her, and she had the window in their room open. This window was facing the backyard. So the way my mom had the room set up was that their bed was positioned to be between the two windows. So pretty much window, wall, window, and where that bit of wall was, the bed was there. My mom didn't think anything of having her windows open because she had done this countless times before and everything was fine. As she's sitting in bed reading a book, she starts to hear something in the distance. She doesn't think anything of it and continues to read. A couple of minutes goes by and she describes starting to feel very uneasy. 
and she can't explain why, but she also feels as if she's being watched. She starts to hear what sounds like footsteps, followed by a low-sounding type of giggling. <laughs> which got louder the closer this person got to my mom. <laughs> my mom didn't know what to do. She was frozen in fear and even though her gut was telling her to get up and run, her body was stuck. The laughing eventually was right by her ear. <laughs> Close enough, she could feel the vibration and the breathing of this person. She snapped out of the frozen state she was in, but she was obviously scared to death at this point because she wasn't sure if the person could actually see her. So she started to figure out how she could get out of the room and onto the phone without being noticed. She slid off the bed, kind of like when a blanket falls to the ground. Then she crawled out of the room, making sure she was low enough where the windows were. Once she was out of the room, she ran to where the phone was. She called the cops and they told her they would be on the way soon. She dialed a family member that she had called earlier that night to ask if my dad was there. They told her yeah, and my mom told my dad to get home ASAP. He joked and asked what for and my mom told him that she thinks someone might try to get into the house. My dad made it home before the cops arrived. He came in and immediately grabbed his shotgun from my mom, who had it on her in case anything else happened. He began to search the house and eventually went into the unfinished part of the house and didn't see anything. The cops eventually arrived. They investigated the backyard and around the house and didn't find signs of anything. Needless to say, my mom was very unnerved from this situation. She didn't sleep right for several weeks and definitely didn't want to be home alone at night. They moved the bed away from the windows and my mom didn't open them at all after that. She said that it would have been more traumatizing for her if she would have seen the person. So she's glad that she didn't. I didn't hear this story till I was like 9 or 10. They had a rule about not leaving windows open if we aren't in the room, and no windows open at night. One day I left a window open by accident and my mom told me this story and explained why we have that rule. I haven't felt right about windows ever since. The theories we came up with over the years as to what happened that night are this. The backyard had a crappy gate around it and it would have been easy for anyone to hop it. Behind our backyard was a creek that ran through the neighborhood and ended behind the last house on the street. There was an area in the neighborhood that hobos in the area would meet up at. It wasn't anyone's property, so there wasn't anything that could have been done to prevent that. Maybe it was a homeless person? Other possibility could have been a robber or a possible murderer. It's estimated that for every serial killer caught, there's at least 10 other actives who have not been. This is of course across the country, so who knows. Maybe my mom could have been a victim of a violent crime, had she responded to this person, or if she would have been noticed. The other thought that is creepy to think about is some sort of weirdo watcher type, like a voyeur. 
The paranormal side of things is something that we debated as well. We lived in the home for 20 years, and before that, there was at least 5 years that it was owned by my aunt and uncle. Before that, who knows who lived in the home, or could have died. Either way, person or paranormal, I hope to never have this type of encounter, and please never meet my mom again. I remember being a little hysterical, excitedly insisting that this was the guy I had seen that day. I had been right. He had been the bad guy. Of course, we didn't find out right then what he had done. But a day or two later, it had made the paper. My mom sat me down to tell me what happened. What happened is very... Interesting, and terrifying, of course. That was a clip from our upcoming bonus episode over on patreon.com slash nightmare society. Also, don't forget to go over to Instagram and follow us at nightmare society radio. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time. Sweet <laughs>